the beautifully restored Brownwood Lyric Theater and revitalized downtown Brownwood, it's Waxing Lyrically, the podcast devoted to and hosted by our own Lyric Theater players. Now here's your host for tonight's show, Alisa Hinton. Welcome to Waxing Lyrically. This is Alisa Hinton, and I am a special guest host. Thank you, Paul. And I've got here Joe Dennis, star and frequent (laughs) lyric (laughs) player on the stage. Hi, Joe. Hi. Are you excited? I am. I know I am. This is a bucket list thing for me. Is it? Yeah. I always wanted to host a podcast oh well you do it very well oh well i've I've heard yours before (laughs) well i mean he interviewed me okay so yeah so this is my first time hosting so we'll see how it goes is this your first time being interviewed it is all right i think they're scraping the bottom of the barrel (laughs) you know what let's make this the best bottom of the barrel there is (laughs) let's be that's where the good stuff hangs out (laughs) okay well What I have learned about you along these, you know, few little years here and from Playbills is that you are a retired Air Force colonel. I am. Not a sergeant. Not a sergeant. (laughs) A lot of people think you're a sergeant. You're a colonel. Yeah. Get it right, people. A farmer and a rancher, a lyric stage regular and board member. Okay. So tell me, how does one get from... Colonel, <laughs> Air Force Colonel, to farmer rancher, to small well, town. Brand. I actually grew up on a ranch, so it comes natural for me. So it's the other way around. Mm-hmm. You started out as farmer rancher. Yeah, I just came back home. Yeah, and came back home. So what got you deciding to go into the military? Are you a Air Force family? Is that my dad was in the army for a couple of years about the time I was born, but mm-hmm. no one else. No one else, yeah. really. Trailblazer. I actually uh, was interested in flying. When I was a boy, yeah. a F-15 flew over really fast one day, and it just awed me. And and after that, I thought, yeah, that's what I want to do. What was Little Joe like? Well, I had two brothers and a sister, mm-hmm. and we lived out in the country west of Odessa. Okay. Out in the scrub. Beautiful land oh. out there. I mean. <laughs> I tell you, the great thing about coming from Odessa, everywhere I go looks beautiful. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, just uh, out in the country, free, yeah. just doing, doing our thing. Were you guys homeschooled? Did you go to school there? What did I went to I, school there. You went to school mm-hmm. in Odessa, Odessa High School high is where school. I went to high school. It's a pretty big school. Pretty big, yeah. Yeah. Graduated 660, something like that. Nice. And then did you go straight into the Air Force? What did you do from there? I went to Abilene Christian University, uh-huh. got a bachelor's degree there. and uh, after, In what? In education. In education. So did you want to be a teacher? I thought so, yeah. but uh, when I did my uh, student teaching the yeah. last semester, found it was not for me. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a story in there. Oh, I don't know, just uh, what uh, what grade? Ninth what grade. grade. Uh, uh, I went and did the ninth grade Enough at Lincoln. Said. Enough uh, said. <laughs> and I think because I was just a student teacher and a new guy, the teachers put me in the class with all the 
undesirables, you know, they push them all in that class, and mm-hmm. everybody had to take their turns in there, I guess. With the colorful kids, the oh, more. Oh, yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> and with no experience, you can imagine. Did you yell? I can't picture it. I can't imagine it. I can just picture you standing up there just kind of talking, and they're just... <laughs> <laughs> I imagine you could take control of a room, though, if you had to. If I have to. <laughs> you did your student teaching. You decided after wrangling around with with ninth graders, you're like, no. So then what? Well, I, uh, along the way, I'd done a lot of different jobs. I was a carpenter. My, my dad passed away when I was 14, so my older brother and I went to work to support, help support the family. I was building houses, uh, framing. At 14? Well, I started with trim work for the first year and then moved into framing. I worked with um, the Wood Psychiatric Institute, the post office in Abilene, the Abilene State School, uh, all, all kinds of different jobs, putting myself through school. Wow, that's wonderful. So, I mean, who rounded that up? You and your brother together, or did you just go and say, I'm looking went. for work? Yeah. I just did it on my own, trying yeah. to get through school. Yeah. And I managed to get through without any college debt. So it took me two years longer than normal, but I did Hey, it. amazing, because it would have taken you more than two years probably to pay that off. If that wasn't your dream job, and you knew it then, and you're getting through ACU... Then what? How do you? What's the next step? Where did? Where was your mindset? Well, while I was in college, well, let me back, let me back up. In high school, I did a lot of competing with the marksmanship, and um, when I was in college, a few friends of mine and I, the first semester there, heard about uh, Hardin Simmons had a a range there, and they were having a turkey shoot, so we went over and competed, mm-hmm. and I won a couple of turkeys there. And afterwards, for over a year, the, the ROTC there called me, kept trying to get me on their team because I, I was a decent shot. And what were you shooting? Small bore rifle, twenty twos mostly. Yeah, nice. Along my life, I competed internationally and actually had a, a slot to the Olympic trials. But Joe, couldn't, But couldn't make it because of mission you know, requirements overseas. So you were in the military during that time. I mean, this is one story I haven't heard. Well, I competed before the military for many years, and then after I got in the military. How did you get into the military? What what sparked that? Where does that fall into all of this? Yeah, you know, that's a good question. You know, when you're a young man, you just kind of float from one thing to another. Yeah. And um, in high school, I was in Army ROTC for four years. Okay. I guess it's just been in my blood. I've always had this need to protect people. Yeah. You feel like you're a natural protector. I think so. Yeah, natural guardian. What's your spirit animal then? Are you a guard oh, I have dog? no idea. <laughs> Are you I guess one of those as a colonel, I'll call it an eagle. How's that? An eagle. Oh, nice. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah, because you're flying, you're watching. <laughs> Got it. Okay. We need to talk about the show. It's Three Musketeers, and it's Great coming show. up. It. It's going to be a great show. I am so excited. I'm friends with, you know, the cast, of course, and the feedback I'm getting is just amazing. They'll send me little videos. Of, you know, Three Musketeers is an action show, and I know from, you know, it, you were networking this. This was kind of your <laughs> your baby a little bit. So, well, I have to say uh, kudos to the board of directors because this is a step outside of the norm, uh, outside of their box. Absolutely. Uh, How was the pitch? Oh, when I yeah. Well, when I first started uh, pushing it, um, we do a lot of great comedies here. Yeah, absolutely. And um, there's opportunities for the lyric to get certain funds that you can't get if you limit yourself to certain types of shows. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, I, I hit up Eric say, hey, well, we can do an action uh, sword play yeah. with the Three Musketeers. And, and that's a step out of the box. Nice. And so will that allow the theater to maybe apply for more grants? I, or I do hope things? so. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. So not only is it something a little different than what we're used to seeing, but it could also benefit or maybe even support itself? Yeah. And an action show like this, I think would attract a lot of the youth in the area too. Oh, absolutely! Especially with the movies you see today, the mm-hmm. the uh, Avengers and all the action-packed shows that are out there. If you have one on the theater, that's not just a bunch of people up there talking, and right. the young people don't get into that as much. Sure. So they I'm hoping this will bring some, a new crowd. They want to see some people, you know, flying from the from the ceiling, and I mean, are they going to get any of that with this show? Oh, we've got guys that. <laughs> Jumping off uh, upper side stages and uh, throwing themselves over platforms, getting knocked out. (laughs) Okay, so you guys are going all in for this. Some of the young guys especially, they're they're like stuntmen. Yeah. Yeah. How exciting. Well, I know I can't wait to see the show. And I kind of promised myself I wasn't going to watch Three Musketeers because somehow I've managed to never see it throughout all these years hmm. and then I broke down and I was like no I'm going to because <laughs> which, which one did you see so I went ahead and did the 1973 oh yeah yeah 73 74 yeah and um I was impressed. I thought it was great. It was quick and fun. And there's some funny little lines. You know, do, does this play have all of that? Does oh, it yeah. have the quick, yeah. you know, the quick wit and the little quips? And There's a lot of humor in the play. And the cast that we have bring it out so well. What's your favorite scene? Actually, it's hard to pick one, but the there's one fight scene where there's nine guys just going at it. Nine guys on stage at once. At once, to, at once at some times, but they come on and off uh, okay. through the through the whole fight. The beginning of, of the second act is also exciting. What part do you play? I play Athos. Athos. Okay, so talk to us about Athos. Well, Athos is the, one of the older of the three musketeers. Okay. A little so more he, stable, a little mm-hmm. more... More mature. Uh, mature, mm-hmm. yeah. Not a womanizer or anything like the other two. Uh-huh. Yeah, the other are a little bit the ladies' men, <laughs> yeah, right? I think more, he's I, a little more stoic. Yeah, he's a little more a little of more a father stoic. figure. Okay, keeping everyone in line a yeah. little bit. But, Do you relate also, to him? Uh, and also the the best swordsman. So, oh, so you definitely relate to him, then. <laughs> <laughs> Is this your dream role for this play? Yeah, or, definitely. Yeah. yeah. When I was a young man, I thought D'Artagnan would be fun. Yeah. Actually, at, at ACU, mm-hmm. I was involved with theater there, and we did the Three Musketeers. I played five different roles. I fought and died a couple of times throughout nice. the show. It was fun. So you're familiar with this show? Actually, uh, back then, I helped choreograph the one there back in 1981. Amazing. Yeah. So did you still have your notes, or did you just no, come back no. here and had it all in your head? I, you I probably have I'd a photographic it. memory. <laughs> <laughs> but I've choreographed a few uh, shows, fights in, in several shows. For those of you who don't know Joe, he is humble. Joe is not the type of person that, you know, you're just going to hear out bragging around. And that's why we all love you, of course. But I'm going to pick out some of these things because I know (laughs) you're a pretty accomplished person. You have written a play, correct? Am I? I've written a couple of screenplays. You've written a couple of screenplays. You're the stage director for this show correct or what are well you... i'm i'm actually watching nancy joe dr umfield yeah and learning from her who knows maybe one of these years i'll get to direct one 
Yeah, but you do have a lot to do with the choreography of the fighting, though, right? Yes. What is your what is there a technical name for what your role is, or no, just I, I have choreographed the fights, all the the combat during the show. Combat choreographer. Oh, that yeah, that's good. what. Yeah, we'll put. I'll, I'll get with Eric. Make sure that gets on the playbill. <laughs> so this leads me to another question from uh, your fellow lyric players, and um, Lamar is going to kill me if I say this wrong. I'm going to try. <clears throat> A lot of folks are interested in your nom de plume, <laughs> if you will, aka your pin name. Oh, yeah. Yeah, do you have a pin name? And if I, so, I is it is it secret? No, no, Seth Seth Rondon. Okay, wait, spell that. S E P H S E P H R O N D E N R O N D E N. Okay, how did you come up with that? Well, it's pretty simple. Joseph Byron Dennis is my name. Joseph Seth. Yes. Uh, the last the last uh, Byron Ron Den Dennis Seth Rondon. Oh, so clever. And nobody would have guessed that. <laughs> now everybody knows. Thank you very now much. Everyone knows. If you want to find all the stuff that Joe doesn't want anyone to know he wrote, <laughs> go look up Seth Rundin. <laughs> Is that correct? That's right. So have you have you penned anything else besides? I've, I've written a, a few books. Uh, they're uh, fantasy fiction novels. Is that your favorite genre? Yeah, I enjoy that. Yeah. yeah. What's a few? Um, four are four. out there right now. You've written, you've written four mm-hmm. and working on a fifth. Are you planning on unleashing those to the public? They're out on uh, four of them are on Amazon right now. Really? Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So you can, how, how would you find those? How would a person find them? Go out. Sephrundon. dot com. You heard it here first, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Sephrundon.com. <laughs> or if you just go on Amazon and look for a Seth Rondon, you'll find it. And what are what's the series called? Is it a series or are it's they? It's the uh, the Ard Alum series. Yes, Ard Alum. Ard Alum. It means the high craft in Gaelic. Oh, do you speak Gaelic? I do not. Oh, does Laisha? <laughs> does your wife Laisha? No, <laughs> she speaks a lot of languages. Yeah, but she not does. Gaelic. <laughs> well, how exciting! That's I mean, we the the surprises just never end. I want to talk a little bit about um, something that's going on. With your look here, hmm. you know, folks can't see. So, so tell people what's going on here with uh, your facial <laughs> hair. Well, I I've let myself go. <laughs> <laughs> You've just given up. You're just tired of being yeah. so darn accomplished. <laughs> yeah, I just when when I heard that we were going to do the Three Musketeers. Yes, I stopped shaving. I stopped cutting my hair, and it. This How's is, that been? No one has ever seen my hair this long. Including you? We've been married almost 30 years. She's never seen it this long. How are you handling it? It's it's uh it takes a lot to get used to because I always feel like there's something behind me on my neck. You know what what is that? <laughs> I'm not I'm not used to combing my hair and it, it drives me nuts to have to comb my hair. Yeah, well, hmm. <laughs> you know, if you have to comb your hair, your is too long. Yeah, you know, well, I'm gonna just have you check your privilege right there, Mister. <laughs> Oh, you have to comb your hair. Yeah. Poor man. <laughs> well, once I got the beard long enough, I, I trimmed it for pictures, and I've yeah. got a kind of a French-style Van Dyke. Yeah, going. so this is a Van Dyke with a handlebar, right? right. Is, right. And so what products are we using here today? Who well, are we wearing? Some, some sort of gel for the hair. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny because a, a friend of mine I noticed had 
gel in his hair or uh-huh. something. I said, what do you use for your hair? Because my hair is blowing everywhere now. I don't know what to do. I just put gel in it. I thought, well, you know, when I was a kid, my dad used this Groom and Clean or Butch Wax. Yes. I don't think they a make that anymore. Yeah, so, some sort. So I looked for Dapper Dan. Didn't you, exist. Oh, yeah. man. There's so no I, Dapper Dan. <laughs> I just got one off <laughs> the shelf. Little smell them in your hair. Yeah. <laughs> so you just went with regular old gel for the hair. But what are you you See, I mean, these twists are coming along yeah, there's nicely. Yeah, there's a high hold kind of uh, but, mustache, uh, mustache wax. wax that you can use. Okay, so you're not like a brand name person. You're not no, into any so whatever specific... works. Yeah, just what. And did yeah. you order it or did you have to go buy I found it, at it at Walmart? Did you? Nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's looking. Well, good. I was looking. I found this stuff called Gorilla Snot. I almost got that, but I said no. Uh, <laughs> that may go over well in the men's section. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think don't it's know. for those guys with the punk, you know, yeah. hair spikes and everything. Oh yeah. That, well, it's looking great. You're definitely embracing the character physically. Well, I, I think I think everybody in the show is doing well. There's a lot of guys growing some out. There's a lot yeah. of mustaches around this town, and a lot and and there's a specific look for it. I mean, you can't just do any old mustache or beard. There's a specific. When I watched the show, I mean, they they had the Van Dykes. Um, some of them had. Uh, I feel like maybe it was shaved out in the I don't know, but there was yeah, just a, a, or a pencil, down from the lip down. Uh, yeah, or a yeah. little pencil mustache. Mm-hmm. So there's a few, there's some variety. Um, I'm excited to see who who pulls off what during the show. Yeah, and you're talking about it being visually stimulating. Yeah, Taffy as a costumer and oh. and Leisha's helping out. They're doing a wonderful job. And uh, Shannon or Jessica, which one is doing masks? Jessica is making masks. Making masks. Yeah. I've seen one of those. It looked great. Uh, maybe it was she, a, they're all a really tiger talented. or something, some sort of, yeah. You know, just super talented people that we have here at the Lyric anyway. So I am glad that you're, it's become a family affair for you too, right? Yeah, I mean, who else in the show? Laisha's the queen. Oh, she's the queen. Yeah, she's a, well, she knows she's the queen. She well. knew that before. And she's finally saying, see, I'm the queen. She's, she's, uh, the, she's proved it now. So. Absolutely. Yeah. 30 years later, I'm yeah. sure. That, I think she you was know, 30 she, years yeah, ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we've got Laisha as the queen and a Shannon costumer. Shannon is, is Sabine. Shannon is playing Sabine. D'Artagnan's sister. Okay. And Caleb plays a couple of different roles. He's he's the thug, you know, oh. the guy who fights a lot. And, uh-huh. Doesn't say a whole lot, but he's he's loving it. Is that him in in real life? Uh, no, he's not a thug. Definitely, no, he's, 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 he uh, seems pretty mild. He has to beat the girls off with a stick. I think. <laughs> they yeah. gang up on. Oh, oh, absolutely! I'm telling you what, that boy could could be a model. He's, Very handsome. He's got boy. A, a way with children too. I mean, Does the he? young young people. There's this, I think, a three or four year old guy at our church. I go up to them and I just scare them off. Cause I don't know if I look. Maybe it's a mustache. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but they just flock to him. They, they just l- love him. Kids love Caleb. Yeah, they just want to be like him. Yeah. And he's just got that little, that innocent face and just so mild. Yeah. yeah. Great personality. I love all, all your my kids. kids have great personalities. Well, I want to get onto your family a little bit because, as you said, Paul was a little bit clandestine and he had some things lined out. We have um, some audio clips that we're going to play. Hmm. First of all, I would like you to list your family in order from your uh, most favorite to least favorite. And then, (laughs) just kidding. Oh, that's easy. (laughs) I'm kidding. 
So what we're going to do is we've got a little a little uh, game here, I guess you would call it. Uh. And we've sent some questions. I say we, I use that term very loosely. It was Paul. He emailed some questions to your family. And we asked them, uh, what would your dad say? First off, we have Shannon's question. So she was posed with the question of... The best piece of advice my dad has ever given me is it's easier to ask forgiveness than permission. I'm just kidding. Uh, The best piece of advice that my dad has probably ever given me is that you can achieve anything if you work hard enough, which is not only something he's said to me before, but also just a mindset he's tried to instill in not only as kids, but I think everyone he meets is just, you should work hard and dream big. I tell him that especially when chores need to be done. (laughs) (laughs) Work hard and dream bigger. (laughs) Get that closet cleaned out. (laughs) if, If you do the little things well, the big things take care of themselves. Ah, Absolutely. Well, my, my personal favorite is well begun is half done. Yeah. You know, get it, get it started and (laughs) a good start. Yeah. Well, the first part is an Air Force axiom. Spirit asks for forgiveness and permission. Oh, is that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've heard that before. If you're waiting for it, if you're waiting for someone to lead uh, in, in the absence of leadership, take it. It's scary to lead. It's scary because you're afraid you might make mistakes and other people, I mean, especially in your case, other people's lives are at stake. And knowing that and accepting that and going in and saying, I'm going to do it anyway and stepping up and fulfilling your calling. I mean, that's um, that leads to success and it, it surely has with you. Yeah, and if you're wondering who needs to do it or who's going to do it, it's probably you. Yeah. Just step up and do it. Who else is going to do it? Well, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> If I'm standing there and you're standing there, I'm really expecting you to do it. Okay. <laughs> you're so good at it. And that's why I call you Angel. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Next, we've got your lovely wife. What is the one place you would rather be than living in Brown County, where you are right now, out of all the places that you have lived? To live. Well, see, if you had st- stopped with where I'd rather be, I would have had to say in, in Leisha's arms because that, that would have got me points. But... Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Okay, to you live. Keep the queen happy. <laughs> you can have her wherever I, you're living in this one. So, And it's places it, it be, that you've been before. It, it could be in normal, many places, really. Um, it's got to be a place you've lived before. That I've lived before. Yes. It, uh-huh. Not visited. I think visited could be fine, too. I think um, I don't know. Let's just go with whatever is in your head, and we'll see what Laisha thinks she'd okay. say. Well, if it's a place that's, that we've lived, mm-hmm. I would probably say somewhere in Europe, like Holland or Germany, maybe Greece. But places to visit, mm-hmm. Ireland. Ireland. Okay. Well, let's see how this compares to the Queen's answer. <laughs> we've visited a lot of places, and lived a lot of places and one of the few places that he ever said he would live was in Ireland Um, and that was the first time I have ever heard that uh, Texas boy say that so it could be Ireland or when we lived in Virginia we both visited 
Pennsylvania, and Pennsylvania was beautiful also. So he might say that too. Well, she was right to begin with. The, the, <laughs> the Ireland. Yeah, hey, nailed yeah. it. We asked your daughter, Caroline, what's something that you'd cook really poorly? <laughs> because you're also a pretty darn good cook. I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, you are. I've had some of your... <laughs> uh, what did you bring during um, rumors? You guys oh, brought Oh, sopapilla cheesecake. Yes, sopapilla cheesecake. Yeah. Ooh, they were tasty. What do you think Caroline would say is something that maybe you don't cook I'll cook so very well. well. Yeah. Mm. A dish or a thing or... I don't know, pancakes? <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? Hey, you always throw the first pancake away, no matter yeah, what, right? right. <laughs> Doesn't everybody do that? I always, Like, the first one never turns out. To the dog, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, let's see what Caroline says. Usually, Dad makes really good chocolate chip cookies, but there is this one time Dad made chocolate chip cookies with corn flour. It was gross. <laughs> corn flour chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> okay. Do you remember that? I, I do not, but I remember making them from uh, with uh, uh, gravy thickener instead of sugar. <laughs> what? Brown sugar. Yeah, in Germany, the the label I couldn't read it. It looked like brown sugar, so I put it in there, and they they turned out like three times as big and tasting like bouillon. <laughs> yeah, they're very dry, very you know bland. But uh, Lesha corrected me later. Yeah, she, she let no, you it know. Was gravy thickener. <laughs> okay, so we asked your son Caleb, what one of the funniest moments he has had with you. What do you think <laughs> he's going to say? Uh, I'm clueless on that one because they're always laughing at me. So Okay. One of the funniest moments I've had with Dad was when we were sitting around the dining room table and he was warning Caroline that if she kept waving around her cup crazily, she'd spill it. So he told her, stop or else you're going to spill that down your throat. And I responded... <laughs> Uh, isn't that just called drinking? And we all had a pretty good laugh about that. Did you really say that? I did, yeah. spill it down your throat. <laughs> you know what you're thinking, and it gets to your mouth a little bit. Yeah, and it just yeah. comes out wrong. Okay, so we have one more of your children. We asked your daughter, Jessica, who you would like to sword fight and why. <laughs> What is your answer? And well, we'll see how the why is a big question because mm -hmm. if it's to win and to get back at someone, I know exactly who. Who is it? Uh, Elliot Bales. <laughs> he is a famous actor in the D.C. area. He was at ACU when I was there, mm -hmm. and we had a, a sword fight on stage for, I think it was Sleeping Beauty. Okay. And he could not get the choreography right. <laughs> so every time we fought, I was just defending myself from blows I never thought were coming. <laughs> I'll bet it looked I real. have a scar what? right here. From he was supposed to, I open up so he gives me the death blow, and he hit me with with his sword, his broadsword. Wait, what's the death blow? What what does this mean? Well, he the killing blow. Oh, okay, yeah. all right. So, so he, the killing blow. He he was the prince. I was the bad guy. And Jeff Tucker can relate to this. He's the bad guy, you know. In this yeah. One. When it came to the point where the the prince is supposed to dispatch the bad guy, I lower my guard. And he hits me right in the head. So is it real? Is it real swords? <laughs> well, they were blunted, but when you get a piece of steel coming at you So they fast, are steel, oh, blunt, yeah. blunted steel. So these are heavy. They're real weapons up there. They're just not sharp. And that's the same, those are the same that are going to be used in this show as well, right? Absolutely. Oh, wow. So, I mean, when you pull them out, are we going to hear the shing, oh, ching, yeah. ching? Oh, 
wonderful. How exciting and scary. Safety is very important for shows like this. So the choreography has to be exact. Absolutely. We start from the very beginning, and a lot of the folks here have never had uh, stage combat before, never Mm -hmm. experienced it, and they're doing a phenomenal job. I mean, and just we only had like five weeks before the show to, yeah, from the start. Yeah, this is a short. And these guys are, are doing a wonderful job. Well, I heard too that you came and you had everything kind of laid out. You had drawn it all out or mapped it all out a little bit and have your own kind of director's language <laughs> code. I know, you know, I, I guess think that's I probably be a little anal sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought uh, the, the choreography, and, and you know about choreography. Yeah. It's something you learn, but if it changes mid-show and you have to change and do something different, it's really tough. Absolutely. And so I, I told him from the very beginning, this is the choreography and this is what we're doing. And so you just learn this and, and you'll have it. Nice. And so we haven't changed anything since day one. They're just getting better and better at it. Oh, that's great. I'll bet you they appreciate that. So you can memorize it. And it's just like dancing. We have moves that we make. And, and you have to rely upon your partner, your right. opponent. You have to have a trust there between yourself and the opponent that you know he's going to be there and block or, or swing at you, whichever one you're going to defend yourself with. I can't help but think about, you know, with live theater, so much of it is just that flow between you and your partner on stage, your, your fellow actors and the audience and, you know, just getting that, you know, kind of bouncing things off of each other. And that's not easy, no matter how much you practice. Yeah. In preparing for this, I was reminded, you and I shared the stage together, <laughs> and uh, which was so enjoyable. That was fun. That was so much fun. It, yeah. was, it was tough. It was tough. Uh, the argue, we had to argue like... You know, married people. Yes, and Nancy Joe <laughs> kept telling you, you're going to have to get more mean. I don't know how yeah. we're going to get Joe to be mean, but somehow, and I don't know if you remember. And then when, when I went into the drill sergeant mode, she said, we'll pull back. <laughs> exactly. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> we know we can do it now. <laughs> there, yeah. Here comes that colonel. <laughs> but I don't know if you remember. Um, I'm sure you do, because you'll probably still see the fear-stricken panic on my face, but we were up there, and we had just done our arguing scene, and or we we're in the <laughs> middle of it, and I walk across the stage and I'm supposed to say something and I look at you and I said my mind went blank and I go I don't know what to do (laughs) (laughs) and it was in Cassie's voice it was in character voice but it was all me and I remember looking at you and just you looking back at me and going it's okay. I'm sure you'll figure out. Well, and you fed me my next line and I was like, that's it. And I was right back on track. But it just, it reminded me of how much trust there just is when you're on stage with somebody else. And we weren't using weapons. So you got to make it look fun and also not stab someone in the head (laughs) and make them want to come back and sword fight you. Not everyone gets to fight with a sword, unfortunately. There's some guys in the play that would, would be wonderful sword fires that we just didn't have enough slots. Yeah. I mean, take the Duke. Brad Wells, he did fencing in college. Oh, he, he could did he? Get up, yeah. I mean, he, he would be a natural with a sword, but Absolutely. unfortunately, he's, he's sitting up there, ooh, just wanted to fight, but he, you know, he, he doesn't get that opportunity. We're just a bunch of kids. Yeah. Enjoying the dream. We're up there playing with toys. Absolutely. That we, this is a fun show. It is. It's swashbuckling and sword fighting oh, yeah. and, and swinging and it's, around and, it's not and just, jumping. It's not just sword fighting. There's people getting stabbed and poisoned and... Delightfully violent. Yeah. 
and, but, and it's not just the guys. The ladies get involved the ladies, as well. And they're yes. even scarier than the guys. Oh, I can only imagine. See, so we've got Val. We've got uh, yeah, Val, Val plays Nelson. Lady DeWinter. Yeah. yeah. And she's the perfect villainess. Ooh, yes. I mean, she's, she probably dispatches more people than anyone else in the show. So dispatching, is that the, the PC way of saying, like, offing someone, yes. slicing your neck? <laughs> <laughs> Dispatched? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we... We got a little sidetracked there, but that's okay. And it's not that I didn't like Elliot Bells. I like him a lot. Oh, he sounds like a great guy. <laughs> I just got a few scars from him. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, chicks dig scars, so it, it worked in my benefit. You know, you needed some street cred. Yeah. Yeah, you can't just have, be all pretty face. You got to have some rough up in there. Well, let's hear what Jessica had to say. All right. The one person my dad would most like to defeat in a sword fight would have to be Bob Marley. Um, Not to kill him, because he does have some great music, but to stop him from writing the song, I Shot the Sheriff, because my dad really dislikes that song. (laughs) That's a good answer. (laughs) He'd shoot the sheriff, and then he'd stab the deputy to stop that song from happening. Oh, that song drives me nuts. I shot the sheriff. Every time it comes on, I just turn the radio off. Really? Oh. Do you like any Bob Marley songs? Well, yeah, but that one, it's just, oh, it's so repetitious. And... <laughs> it, it, it's an earworm. It'll yeah. never go away because yeah. I think and that's then you're the only lyric all day in long there. After that, yeah. <laughs> I shot the in case you ever want to get rid of an earworm, what they say to do is you have to go listen to the whole song because the reason why it's stuck is because you're only at a few lyrics. And if really? you notice that, yeah, I shot the sheriff, huh. but I did not shoot the deputy. Do you know anything after that? No. No. <laughs> exactly. Is there anything else? <laughs> I, well, you know, that's debatable as well. So <laughs> inquiring minds want to know. We'll go find that out. Um I thought that was cute that's as could funny. be. I mean, you didn't guess any of your family's answers, but that's, a, well, Laisha's. It's no, meant to be. We're like, you know, it's mind melded. Exactly. Right? Okay. So next on the docket, dramatic reading. Ah. Did you pick one? Well, I, I actually, um, I I, uh, I brought a poem. Oh, did read. you write it? I did not write this okay. one. Okay. No, I thought with the Three Musketeers. And I, and I want to, I want to just put kudos out for the cast if I could. Absolutely. We got some great actors out there, and what makes a good action show like this are great villains. Yes. And we got some great villains there. I mean, Lamar with the Cardinal, Jeff, uh, Walker, all those guys who play the the evil ones. Val. Yeah. They they really do such a good job, and and being a villain, especially for guys like that, it's out of character. Right. So they're acting. They're really acting. And and Jeff, I mean, he's got to run like like he's a coward, and it's so out of his it's character. So, yeah, he's like I don't I don't know if I like this. Jeff, yeah. Well, he does it really well. I mean, he's he's a phenomenal Richelieu or not Richelieu, Roquefort. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but those guys do a great job, and all the supporting parts are so critical. I mean, the the young guys who are, are helping out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're everywhere, and and they're making it look seamless. 
I can't wait to see it. It's um, I plan on being here for every show because I will be helping out with the ladies doing some makeup and hair and, you know, hopefully whatever Taffy and Laisha need from me. And uh, so I'm really excited to see it. And I'm excited to see how it evolves once you'll get an audience because that energy loop and that feedback, it's I'm, I'm just on pins and needles. Yeah, well, we're excited to show it. Well, let's hear what poem you've got, Joe. Okay. For your dramatic reading. Well, because it's the Three Musketeers, I thought I would get something appropriate for the sword play. So it's it's by a, an author you probably recognize, uh, Michael Lonker. Lonker. Hardly anybody knows him anyway, so... Oh, okay. I'm just, I was teasing with you. <laughs> Why are you making me look like I don't know anything on the podcast, Joe? <laughs> it's called... The poem is The Swordsman by Michael Lonkor. What boy is this who blocks my way, his hand upon his sword? A challenge, then? Another pup who will not be ignored. He lusts for glory, longs for fame. He wants it all today. He thinks an aging swordsman will be weak and easy prey. It's beat and bind and cut and thrust. It's eye and arm and breath. It's nerve and brain and steel and blood. The swordsman's dance of death. Now hear me, boy, and listen well before you draw the blade. If you would step the dance of death, the piper must be paid. Tis true, I'm not now what I was, my hair and beard are gray. But if you'd see tomorrow's dawn, best walk away today. You think your youthful speed and zeal will be the death of me? My mind holds far more deadly tricks than you will live to see. My wrist and arm are tempered steel, while yours are forming clay. I killed my first before your birth. I'll kill you if you stay. It's all for naught, your sword leaps out, mine follows in reply. It's sad, for I know what you don't, I know that you can die. No time for words, but ponder this while choking on your blood. Old swordsmen get to be that way by being very good. It's beat and bind and cut and thrust, it's eye and arm and breath. It's nerve and brain and steel and blood, the swordsman's dance of death. Intense and villainous. Yeah. Ooh. I thought that would work well with this show. Absolutely. I just want to say thank you, Joe, for allowing me to interview you well, for this podcast. You did a great job, thank and I wouldn't you. have anyone else. Was, <laughs> thank you so much. You made me much. feel very comfortable. <laughs> Again, Three Musketeers, what are our show times? It'll be the 11th through the 20th of February, mm-hmm. and normal times of... Uh, Friday, Saturdays, 7.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. The first Saturday matinee, 2.30, Sunday matinees, mm-hmm. and the second Friday matinee. Wonderful. And Nancy Joe Humfield is doing a wonderful job directing. And I'll have to say, this is a bootstrap show. We started without a director, 
because we were looking for a director. We started without a stage manager, without a set builder, without a lot of without, without a, a costumer. costumer, and it's just fallen together. It, it, it fell into Nancy Joe's lap. Who did build the sets? Uh, all of us. All of we're, you. We're so the cast, yep. cast jumped in, and we've got um, who's doing sound? Is it Jamie and Dylan? Yes. Yes. So yeah, and and Nick Ewing is doing the lighting. And Nick. We pull together to make it happen. Yeah, it's That's working what we do really at well. this theater. And such a short time to put it together. Yeah, how long was the, from start to finish, how long will it be? We started January 4th. January 4th. And show and opening February is 11th. February 11th. That is no yeah. time. Not knowing any sword play or any lines. Just Absolutely. jumping right in. Oh, well, I am just excited to see the show. I'm happy for you, and I love you and your family, and you know this. Congratulations on getting your pick. First show, 2022 of the Lyric. Thank you. Look forward to seeing you all there. When it's love you give, I'll be your man of good faith. When in love you live, I'll make a stand I won't break. I'll be the rock you can build on. love inside I swear I'll always be strong Then there's a reason why Thanks for listening to Waxing Lyrically Sponsored by the one and only Teddy's Brewhouse in downtown Bronwood If you enjoyed our podcast why not share it with a friend This is your announcer Kurt Schneider wishing all Brownwood Lyric Theater lovers a great day See you next time